0: Hey guys, welcome to episode 177 of the JV Club with my guest, the marvelous Mary Holland. Shout outs, guys, I wanted to shout out uh, for your emails, Leah, my goodness, one of my favorite things is when, uh, by the way, I didn't know I said my goodness, uh, one of my favorite things is when someone who is uh, ESL, English second language, um, writes me a, a note and then apologizes for their English and it's more articulate and uh, with fewer grammatical and punctuation errors than um, most people I know. I, I just find that so charming. So Leah, uh, rest assured you have perfect English. Uh, Christian, thank you so much for your email. Great to hear from you. Christine, uh, thank you so much for the wonderful drawing of Naga wearing a JV Club t-shirt. Love it. Uh, Chris, thank you so much for your wonderful email and your great, great, great guest suggestions. Uh, Paula, always great to hear from you. And I'm so excited about that uh, gluten-free recipe that you sent me. And... Um, Crystal Lynn, I wanted to thank you so much for the um, the mash design that you sent, uh, guys. Please enjoy this episode as a very brief intro. Let's all enjoy it, shall we? Now entering Nerdist.com. Microphones makes you feel like a very subdued <laughs> rock star. I have to assume, because I'm not one, that rock stars carry around microphones in their normal lives. I assume that, like yeah. as you're eating dinner in your den, yeah, watching television, you're chewing into a microphone.
1: Absolutely, people wanna.
0: Know what you have to say. They want it. They want to know.
1: They want to know. They want to you know? know. And give them what they want. You
0: know? Let's give the people what they want. <laughs> Starting exactly now, because I've already started <laughs> recording. Um, you know what? I was I, I was thinking about. It's funny that we were sort of making fun of the rock star thing because just yesterday I caught like a glimpse of something on like a television. In, you know, at a, at a business or something mm-hmm. that was some sort of. It wasn't like Super Bowl um, performance, but it was some sort of situation where women are scantily dressed and uh singing sure. while dancing sure and i really did think like boy that is hard and forget about whether your clothes are skimpy or not that just like gives you That's a picture a of what i was element. looking at yeah but mm-hmm. you know just sort of keeping your breath and I, being able to did you sing i know i mean i uh how do I answer that? I- <laughs> <laughs> well, I really got right into the hard-hitting I mean, questions look, right God, away. That's,
1: that's a I was told I would not be asked question. any questions about singing. Yeah, I wasn't prepped. My for goodness, this. I'm very sorry. I, um, no,
0: it's fine. <laughs> I,
1: I do. I, I can carry a tune. Oh. Like I can, I can hear a song and I can sing along with it. And I, I have pretty good pitch. Yeah, like I'm, I'm not tone deaf or anything. But as far as like being able to actually like being musical or something like that yeah that's a whole other kettle of fish yeah um
0: and also like just musical voices are so different from like rock and roll voices which i just didn't like i i knew i guess i understood that as a young person but felt like they i did that shouldn't matter and so i would audition for stuff like singing you know a pretender song and Ah! they wanted something like you know (laughs) i would try to be like (laughs) low voiced and like you know, and they wanted, Scrappy. like, really, you know, Glee kind of, yeah. sounding no, voice. Yeah, no, I can never do that. Yeah. But it
1: is, it's amazing in musicals, and then also just even someone like Beyonce, who, you know, who doesn't think about her every day. Yeah. <laughs> but she, the fact, like, doing these intense dances
0: yeah. while you're singing these songs. Because some people really don't. I mean, then becomes a huge thing, like, were they lip syncing or not? Right. Which, by the way... Lip sync away if you're Look, going to be doing truly, that much activity. I, I want to see do the it. dance moves. Yeah. yeah, I'm ready to see the dance moves. I already yeah. know what the music sounds like. Exactly. That's what brought me to the concert. <laughs> By the way, I have never seen Beyonce in concert, but I'm yeah. sure it would be fantastic. Yeah, you, you, that's that's a bucket list thing. Have you gone? Oh, yeah. Do you... I think for me, it's the big shows like that feel a little overwhelming. Like, unless like the Hollywood bowl is about as big as I can get. And I think part of that is because it's outside and it feels organized and sort of sit sit down a a bowl. And yeah, totally. I am. Ugh. You should get out more. You really I should. I just, I need to, I gotta be able to see You gotta open the windows in here. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't know what happened. happen. <laughs> um,
1: it, 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 it was very overwhelming. I, I think if it had been up to me, I don't know that I would have the, the drive to get those tickets myself. I'm a huge Beyonce fan, but I feel the same way about mm-hmm. those big music concerts. Like I don't seek them out. I, I, Rarely go to them because it is very overstimulating and overwhelming. Mm -hmm. But uh, some of my close girlfriends were like, let's all go. And I was like, well, sure, I'll go with you guys. And so um, so having the safety of like a group of friends with you and, you know, that was really nice. But we were way – I mean, we were so – it was at the Staples Center and Uh we were like –
0: we could have reached up and touched the ceiling we were so far back. <laughs> yeah. She was just a little speck. And then you're seeing, I guess her on the big movie <laughs> yes. screen, which is sort of funny because then it's like you're at home watching it, but you're know, not at home yeah. watching it. But then
1: you can like see this little person <laughs> moving around and you're like, that's her. She looks adorable. Yeah. yeah. Um, it is such a show. It's such a fun show. Yeah. And she is just, even from that distance, the star power, like she yeah. is magnificent. Yeah. To watch. What a
0: great word. Yeah,
1: she really is. Have you
0: been to other uh, shows like that that cuz I'm trying to think of where along the line I decided that I got overstimulated or that it yeah. was too much and what where I sort yeah. of make like unknowingly to myself draw a line of like size when I sort of when it's a turn off and cuz I don't know if it's even consistent.
1: Right. Right. Yeah, I think it is the kind of thing that you have to be in the mood for, but uh, I have a, a couple things to say about that. The first thing is the only other big concert that I've been to was Lilith Fair-huh <laughs> when I was
0: 12 taking it back. I lo- <laughs> love everything I'm hearing. That's oh. gonna segue mwah, beautifully into talking about your teenage years. Great, great great so we'll we'll circle back to yeah. that. But the
1: other thing I was gonna say about about that moment of deciding or figuring out that well oh, that's too much for me. I read this book called quiet and it's all Hmm. about, it's a psychology book about introverts and the difference between introverts and extroverts and how we like in America, we have a extrovert ideal where we're encouraged to be super social and be out there. And if your child in school is shy, then that's a problem as opposed to like understanding what that's coming from for inside that child's brain in mm-hmm. and, and recognizing that that's just as valid as the ex- more extroverted qualities and how can we like there's a tendency when you're an introvert you're which i identify as at least you know it all exists on a spectrum but to some extent
0: as an introvert because i'm very sensitive to things mm, me too yeah i really hear this because everyone assumes that as performers yes and i've talked about this on the podcast before because there are a lot of us where the most simplistic and i'm curious if this was kind of discussed in the book as like in chapter one or maybe the forward um but this idea of where you where you um charge your batteries yes that yep. to me was the most that spoke to me the most clearly because I felt like I couldn't articulate to people like no no I'm I'm a very social person but I'm not much of that is like a, a choice of to to for a certain amount of time under a controlled circumstance and then I want it to be over yes me and too. I'm never the person that's like I just wish the party had kept going <laughs> me too and I couldn't you know and and I feel I felt somehow f- False identifying that way Because people are like I'm so sure Like look at you You know Doing this thing Or doing that Or being on TV Or whatever that is Doing improv um, And finding out that You know that, that you can do all of that stuff, but ultimately, the place because some people really do recharge from human contact and yes. fun and yes, silly and play. Absolutely. That's and where I they feel get there. like yeah. I don't. I recharge alone. Me too. For a long period of time. Me too. I feel <laughs> before I'm ready to way. kind of yeah. do that. And that's, I get made fun of at the festival all the time because I never go to the parties. Yeah. But I'm always like, guys, I don't have the juice, like <sighs> emotional or physical. To work the entire day, go to shows, run around, be around venues, people, be around people as then, a performer or as a producer, yeah. and then and then go to the parties. And yeah. I know that I miss out, and the teenager in me that didn't want to miss out on anything still cries out <laughs> well, a little she's, bit. She's constantly she's in my ear, a loud voice. She remains a very loud voice, yeah. but I yeah, I don't. But I just know too well. For listening to that voice, how I end up feeling the next day, and that it becomes a rate of diminishing returns. And I'm not even just talking about sleep. I could still get eight hours of sleep, and somehow I would feel like it wasn't charged. Is that true for you? Totally. Yes, I completely identify with what you're saying. And
1: and yeah, she discusses this in in that book as well. And she's like, she, I mean, there's much more science to it. But basically, in an introvert's brain, there's this valve. (laughs) Again, not. Accurate.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> There's a like literal that. physical valve, is what I'm hearing There's from you. Truly a, a val- medical, <laughs> physical, fleshy valve. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, sure. Great. I'll commit to Great. that.
1: And um, <laughs> and <laughs> with introverts it, and that process is stimulation in your brain, with introverts that valve is much more open and receptive. So when a child is it like as a baby is crying a lot, is being very fussy and loud. You may think, oh, that that's an extrovert. It's so loud and attention drawing. Attention drawing, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but actually, the t- the child is reacting to stimuli and is sensitive is overly sensitive to it. So yeah. it's basically saying, "Get me out of this situation."
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, and with an extrovert, the valve is much more closed, so mm. they really have to like seek out stimulation. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas an introvert finds stimulation everywhere. They're they're much more sensitive, and it yeah. makes sense that more more uh, artists are introverts especially performing artists even though that does sound like oh you would think they'd be extroverted but to be a performer to be an artist there there is a level of like sensitivity that you bring to it that you bring to the table that is directly aligned
0: with those introvert Mm mm-hmm you know, tendencies. Were you uh, were you that censored I mean, I guess I don't know about your <laughs> valve when you were a baby. But um but were as a young person, were you very oh, sensitive yeah. and Oh my gosh. Did you yeah. cry at home? A oh lot? yeah. My parents called me Sarah Bernhardt, which meant nothing to me. <gasps> really? Which I now know is she was a person who was a dramatic star. Yeah Which by the way, it wasn't like it was in their timeline either. Yeah, you know like what I mean? What, it was like she was way early my, they on, were right? I guess I guess they you <laughs> call her that the way you call someone like a Buster Keaton type, maybe. Yeah. But, I could see that i don't know that there was maybe a more culturally appropriate <laughs> term they could use but i came yeah. to understand quickly obviously that that was like oh you're so emotional yeah oh you're so oh and it, and there is she was a performer right and so there's this mm-hmm. sort of imposed element of like you're doing it for attention and i don't know that i was i i just felt what i felt you know yes know what I mean? yeah
1: i totally feel do you the have same brothers way and sisters? i do i have a older brother and an older sister mm and um i think we we all were a bit dramatic and emotional as children i think i really swung hard in that direction <laughs> as yeah. a kid i took everything personally mm-hmm. i was i had a really vivid imagination i was always like talking to myself um i i would get so hugely emotional i would have these reactions that were so uh so disproportionate to what Ever the situation was like uh, a fun story that I remember just fairly recently was that it, it was rare for my family to have fast food. Um, my mom, you know, did her best to like cook at home and stuff. But so whenever we would have it, it'd be like this treat, and as a result, I started really craving it. Sure. And whenever we'd have it, it'd be like this special event. So one night I was at gymnastics or something. Which I was terrible at, uh, <laughs> and I got home kind of late, like around eight or something. And
0: how old were you? Do you think?
1: Estimated? Oh, I would say maybe nine, mm-hmm. maybe eight or nine. Um, I got home kind of late, and I found out that they had all already eaten, and mm-hmm. they had no, they no. had fast food no. from my favorite restaurant. No, no, no. 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 and I pitched biggest hissy fit i i think i've ever Uh i went nuts i went nuts, and my mom was like honey there's stuff in the pantry and it's like you don't get it yeah (laughs) not the same so eventually like she was like this conversation's over and i was like no it's not and i i went down into the basement which is where our play area was like we had there was where the tv was and my dad's computer was down there and um I uh grabbed a jump rope. <laughs> oh my god. I and know. I wrote a note and I was like, "Thanks a lot" or something like that. And I put the jump rope no! around, <laughs> around my no! neck. No. <laughs> and I just laid on my stomach so it was around my neck once. It was like Right. I mean, yeah. draped.
0: It, draped. Yeah. draped.
1: Yeah, <laughs> across my neck. And I laid down there on my stomach and I was like, "Oh, this they're really going to regret it." <laughs> <laughs> god no one came down and like an hour or so later i was like all right i just went up and that
0: is a wonderful scene that you need to write into a script immediately yeah yeah because have i mean that is something i can for sure relate to this the moment of like god that time passing the ticking of the clock of like no i am gonna stay i'm holding on to the well now I just have to now I just have to stay down here. I, yeah, now I will it's not like I've I've gone too far. God damn it! Yeah, <laughs> they're not. Wait, no, they're not even wondering where I am. Well, that yes, hurts. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the injustice just keeps piling That's up. Amazing. Yeah, and so did you ever tell? Like, did they ever know that you did that I, later on? I think on? I
1: told them. Uh, I I feel like I told them about it actually when I remembered it sort of yeah. recently, and. They were like, oh my God, you know, but at the time it was like, then my pride was hurt because nobody, so I wasn't going to mention anything about
0: the attempt to hold on to so much pride at that age and all the way through. Uh I mean, like there are things that I've, it took me like only maybe 10 years ago that happened when I was real young to not still attach that sting to because you're you are the sponge especially if you're hypersensitive and everything is like cementing in such a profound way in comparison with the way things start to kind of run together when you get older um the fact that you said basement leads me to believe that you were not a west coaster no that's we don't have a lot of basements
1: that's, I I a. this know is, that. listen,
0: I'm a real detective. Is, I mean, look at you. You're, you're just, you're positively forensic. Now, I can <laughs> see that you rode a horse here because you have <laughs> uh, scuffs on your, uh, the, no, I, I really uh, we don't really have, we don't really have basements, and that's where something, I mean, that? A, that? In, a, in a place where there's mountains, maybe, like in, like in yeah. Prescott, Arizona, which is kind of mountainous, there would be basements, I guess, for winter weather or something. But in general, like in Tucson, I'm trying to think of a single basement that I walked into. God, so that's
1: fascinating. Where, where was that? Uh, that was, in galax virginia which okay. is yeah in southwestern virginia like right in the blue ridge mountains mm-hmm. border of north carolina um yeah it was very mountainous and we were galax was truly situated just
0: smack dab in is that like g-a-i-l-a-x or g-a-l-a-x g-a-l-a-x great yes right. Galax. um my detectiving wasn't so good that time was it
1: <laughs> hmm. Look, pronunciation will throw anybody off.
0: Uh, thank you. <laughs> is, is that, uh, uh, an accent thick, uh, region? Yes, very much mm-hmm. so. It's very,
1: it's very like, I don't, have you ever seen the wild and wonderful whites
0: of West Virginia? That documentary? I haven't. I haven't. It's a great documentary. I love the letter W and that is yeah, just replete with W's. Yes, replete. Oh, yeah. that's a great word.
1: Um, Yes, it's very, it's it's kind of, a, it's a unique accent. It's not like the Savannah, you know, that yeah. kind of deep South accent. It's, and it's not like Texas where the R's are real hard, but it's kind of a combination of them. It's the only way I could describe it, I think, would be just just like mountain hillbilly mm. type mm-hmm. accent. Um, so, yeah, and that, that was a, Definitely a very small southern town, and we would have – it It was on the sign when you go – it's a tiny, tiny town. And the sign when you go into the town, it says, Welcome to Galax, uh, world's capital of old-timey mountain music. So, a lot of fiddlers, a lot of old timey you know,
0: mountain music. Yeah. <laughs> do they have like a, a, a bluegrass festival they or do. yeah, the fiddlers convention they have? It that's every year. great. Gosh, I yeah. can't imagine how many times like a Sarah Watkins has been through Galax. I know, probably a lot.
1: I was so not aware of how wonderful this event
0: was, yeah, when I was growing up because I was like, I'm getting out of here. Sure, you know, like, that's so true of so many of us, it. though. Whatever yeah. it is that, that makes us nostalgic is so often or just that you know that we brag about to other people mm-hmm. is like a thing that we rue when we're living there that's or that so we're just true. like that's you know yeah. oh we're so special we have a hot air balloon festival now if I live you know what I mean okay. now I'm like <laughs> has one of the largest uh, hot air balloon festivals in the you know it yeah. really is unless you're part of a family that really celebrates that or you played an instrument or, you're like or in what it. have you yeah. exactly yeah for sure did it, you play an instruments? i did i
1: played the piano i played the flute in marching band um and the flute that's
0: great i always uh, flute yeah. and violin are things that uh, like i play guitar and anything oh, cool. that where you just sort of strum or pick with your fingers like mm-hmm. something that you blow into or that you're holding at your chin that doesn't have frets that you can right. identify I both know, of those that's things feel, feel they were like magic to me yeah like yeah. playing one Watch instrument doesn't mean open. that you're necessarily like oh i get it i play an instrument it's instead it feels sure. like oh god especially with
1: yeah like with no frets you're right it, it it's so magical how they just know where put their fingers. Yeah. Um with the flute, it it feels it's much more akin to the piano where it's like, oh, these combinations of mm-hmm. of keys will create this sound. Um did you play all the way through high school? I did. Great. I I think I started learning in 7th grade and then played all the and then I played piccolo for a while, which is just a tiny flute. And uh yeah, I still have my flute. You know. Well, and I can
0: Let's start a band.
1: Look, let's start a band. I guess that's what, what are we I brought doing? you over to
0: talk about. What are we? What are we doing? What are we doing? I'm in. Ugh, great. I'm <laughs> in. Somehow, I'm still residually angry and frustrated with us. Ugh. Oh, wow. this is gonna be all this odd. time wasted. Um, <laughs> um, it was that something that became like culturally significant to you in terms of your social life, or was it something that you yes. did because you needed to have? Okay. Yes. Uh, Especially I'm not I'm really avoiding saying like When you a band geek I don't know I if was. I've ever <laughs> Even had to ask that But Because the, Because somehow that's become like A trope yeah. that feels tired That I don't right. want to just like Stick on someone But you were Okay I great. definitely <laughs> was Oh but
1: But I don't think I was As um, As As uh, oh, f- Full blown Band geek mm-hmm. As maybe Some people identify as I I was into music and i liked playing the instrument but you know it was what it was and then i found this group of friends from band that were a little bit older than me and suddenly i was like these are my best friends and this is my group and they're band geeks so i'm gonna be a band. Mm-hmm. so i got to school early every day and we would hang out in the band hallway
0: oh <laughs> before great. classes
1: yeah and i i suddenly started getting really into it and i started practicing my flute more i wanted to get better and um and then i did get better and then yeah that was definitely my community for those first couple of years of high school, but then I went to boarding school. Oh wow! Okay. After sophomore year, so for my junior and senior year, I went to boarding school in
0: Michigan. What, how did that come to be? Well, was that something your siblings had done? Uh, and how much older are your siblings? Sorry.
1: Oh no, that my brother is. I have an older brother who's four years older than me, and then I have an older sister who's two years older than okay. me. And my brother went away to a local private school for like a semester, but that was like a disciplinary thing
0: oh, okay.
1: and definitely not his choice to go there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but he, he only spent a semester there, I think. And then the rest of his time he, he was at Galax high school. My sister, her freshman year decided I've had enough. And I think there was like, she she just wasn't feeling the Galax high school vibe and so she looked into boarding schools and her good friend was going to this boarding school in southern uh southwestern virginia it was just a few hours away from Galax called Chatham Hall which is like a real nice mm-hmm. um all-girl prep school and uh, she went there and so it it was kind of like it was in the air but it wasn't something that i was considering at all mm. until um until there was this girl so galax is such a
0: small town and this was the school really small high school pretty small yeah very did small. it serve other was it a feeder school to other or was it just no, galax it was just galax yeah. and and you knew all these kids pretty much your whole life yeah from like preschool yeah, that's a lot. To, yeah. and i would say like
1: my estimate i i would be interested to go back and Fact check this, but my estimate of my class size was like 40 people. Yeah. Um, That was it. You know, that was everybody in my grade. And uh, so pretty small. And there was a a girl who was many years older than me who went to Juilliard and it like came down through the pipes. Uh She was going to Juilliard and I was like, that's what I want to do. I want to, you know, I was you know, I was very clear from the outset that like,
0: I'm going to be an actor and you know, um, whatever it takes. Uh huh. And from the outset. So, uh, so, um, were you doing theater at the, at the time that you were doing band also? in Yes. School? Okay, okay. Yes. I was, yeah. But was the band community became those little, that pocket of friends was closer to you than what you were doing in theater.
1: Yeah. The theater really can department, go Yeah, for sure. The theater department at Galaxo though was very small. There was like, when my brother was moving through high school, he, he was there at a time when the drama department was pretty big. There yeah. was like, there was a lot of kids doing it. And that's, I think where I first started like falling in love with theater was going to see the shows. And there were these great productions with all of these people in them. And then as I moved into high school, all of those people had graduated. And now there was like, maybe a five people Uh who wanted to do drama. Yeah. So, um, or wanted to do theater productions. So
0: we, it really was a frustrating to sort of have that to look forward to and then end up going, huh? Yeah, this is it.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you know, but we, we definitely had made the best of it and we had a great teacher and, um, director, but everybody who was in drama was also in band. So it was like, okay, they were kind of, very blended those communities, uh-huh. um, but yeah. So it, it, I did a little bit of theater um, at Galax High School, but I knew like straight away when I was younger, even before seeing Jeremy, my brother, in productions, that kind of solidified it for me. But even before that, I knew that I so wanted to be in movies. Like I, that's what I wanted to do hands down. And is that what you would do in your free time? Was it sort of devour movies in in that way? And And I would watch the same ones over and over. I watched Greece like (laughs) a 50 times or something. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. Sure. And I would come away from our local cinema, um, I would come back home, and I would immediately act out the movie to the best of my ability, just by yourself, <laughs> just by myself, because no one would do it. Amazing! It's <laughs> so yeah. cute. Ugh. I was adorable. <laughs> you know, I was like perfect in every uh, way. Sure, sure, um, sounds like it. <laughs> uh, but, but yes. Yeah, so that drive was was really, and by the time I was a teenager, it had just. Stewed and brewed, and I was really feeling like I'll do anything to make this happen. So this this girl who was older, who uh, eventually went to Juilliard, I contacted her, and I was like, "How did you do it? What do you do? How do you wh- like? How do you do that?" Yeah, and she told me about this this school, this arts academy that she went to in Michigan for a year or two years. I can't remember how many years she went, but it's one of those schools where you can go for one year or you can go for all four or, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and then it, like, she was like that provided me with the opportunities to audition for these programs. And that's how Juilliard happened. So I went and I auditioned for this school. Um, cut. Isn't it amazing that just her one, I mean,
0: I wonder yeah. not to say that you wouldn't have gotten there another way or that you wouldn't have ended up somehow at that school in some, yeah, by some no, other I means, but that I like, would have. it is amazing when that one person's experience kind of, Opens up like shines a light on this thing that feels nebulous and sort of like you it's a long-term goal But how do you get there and then for to have sure. somebody else kind of go well, you know, I know, and sort of see this this one direction that that it could possibly go it's yeah. Very handy. yeah, I don't know that I would have found that school if it weren't
1: if it weren't for That interaction with her. I, I mean, I, I assume that you sent her
0: 10% of everything that you earned. Yeah, and I um and um so, I, in fact, we have a special surprise. Could oh you come in please? What? <laughs> Usually, I try to at least get the name of someone that I'm going to surprise someone with before. <laughs> that you, was hey saying. you, hey you, <laughs> hey you, get out here. We call her Julia. Julie,
1: could you come <laughs> her in? Her name here? is Julie. Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: nailed it. Again, my detective services are available for a very reasonable fee. Detective <laughs> services for nothing important. <laughs> At all, that is all random happenstance. Uh, okay, okay. Her I'll name was Julie. Using your services. I got uh, chills. Did you get chills? Yeah. They're multiplying. Chills. <laughs> Grease reference, you guys. Uh, Grease reference. Um, okay, so you went. to So was that yes. an all-girls school? No, that was oh, co-ed. Okay. Oh my gosh, co-ed was, boarding school, ugh, not close imagine? to home, Ooh, full of creative types. Oh, the trouble we got up to. What happened? Oh my goodness.
1: It was wild. It was, um, so I spent my junior and senior year there. First of all, I didn't get in immediately. Okay. I was rejected. And then um, my audition was I mean I'd love to hear a little more about it if possible boy it was a nightmare um (laughs) we went my mom and I went up to Michigan to audition and uh and like sit in on the classes and see what the whole experience was like I felt so hard in love with it and wanted
0: it so badly (sighs) so that is the that is the thing that still plagues performers i think or writers Mm -hmm. or anything like that in this world where it's like 50 percent business if not more and then like the the passion and the creative and that kind of juice and like that fear we all have of oh god what if i want this too much and i blow it how do i detach can i detach should i detach you know what i mean like
1: yeah it's such and as a a young
0: person with less experience and you know that really strong desire
1: yeah and just having those big emotions and not really knowing how to harness them or what they mean yet. Um, yeah, that's exact. I was really all over the place. Is it just like a monologue? I did two monologues Like
0: remember when We had to do
1: monologues I know
0: I don't really miss that at classic. all That's right That's right And of course I, I was like I would rather do A milk toast audition That no one's ever heard of Than do something Everyone's doing yes, <laughs> I always absolutely. picked Like some obscure character In a Shakespeare play That they're like There's a reason No one does this play Or cares about this character <laughs> You're just basically This is a laundry list Of like what the townsfolk Are like I What
1: are you doing I have to <laughs> give the exposition Position of this small village, and I will do it in a
0: dramatically and they interesting will have way. I've never heard this audition before, and that's what would make it stand out. Exactly. Yeah, oh, for sure. I definitely had that. overthinking. That is like a key. Like, why couldn't have I just been the person that's like, I'm going to do Ophelia's monologue, but I'm going to work very hard at it? Yeah.
1: Never yeah. occurred to me. I, uh, well, first of all, the monologues I picked were like, 50 year old woman, you know, like <laughs> when I was 15. Um, sure. So, but I, the room that I auditioned in, so uh, at Interlock, and there's a, there was this newly built theater building called the Harvey Theater Building, and there were two rehearsal rooms there. Now it's bigger; they've expanded it, but there were two rehearsals there at the time. Rehearsal rooms. One was totally enclosed; there was like one window in the corner, and then one was a fishbowl like it was windows on all sides, so you can see uh, out the people walking up to the building. Boom. And like in the first part of the hallway. So that's where I auditioned. And I remember I was like doing my mom. It might've actually even, I don't, I don't know if it was, it might've been Ophelia. Uh, <laughs> well then good. Good yeah. for you. Oh, thank you so much. You know, I just, I just had a new take on it. I'm um, sure you did. I'm sure you did. <laughs> uh, but The fishbowl take, we call it. Yeah. I was, I was like looking at my hands or whatever. And I looked up and the director of the theater program who was auditioning me was like watching somebody walk up and I was like, Oh my, I just crumbled inside. Of course you did. And I knew I didn't get it. And my mom, you know, told me the news and I was devastated. But then, then I like very quickly was like, it's okay there'll be, we'll find new things in Galax to do. And, and I'll still audition for Juilliard. I just, we'll have to figure out a new way to, to find that opportunity. And, um, and then I'll, I'll never forget. It was like towards the end of the school year, my sophomore year, my good friend and I were sitting in her car in my driveway. We were just talking, and I saw my mom's car pull up, and she was like bouncing around in her seat, and she jumped out, and she was waving this letter, and she was like, "You got in! You got in! I got in off the wait list." Oh, that's so great! It was this tremendous. Oh, god! I thought moment. you would have to
0: audition again, which I guess in itself would have been like some sort of, uh, you know. Uh, the the, the coming to like reckoning of I got a second chance and it was very pressureful but I was able able to do it but like if you don't have to audition again (sighs) great I know Oh, great surprise! If I don't ever have to do a
1: monologue ever again in my life. I mean, I'm, I'm okay with. I'm that. so hard pressed. If somebody was like,
0: "I listen, I know you want this job, but you will have to memorize and perform a monologue, I would a be like, monologue. "I think I would be so outside of my body about the surreality of that yes. while it was happening that I would just be like a weird robot, and I would be lucky if the words came out." Yeah, because I would be it watching feels, it from the outside.
1: It feels so
0: and to, so dated that yeah. that form of auditioning people but well that's what's interesting too because yeah. like you when you watch especially like contemporary drama there's so much monologuing that happens but it, yeah. it it's folded in because it's to another person and you sort of don't you know I, I kind of realize as I'm watching something that's really good like oh actually this person has been talking for a very long time I guess I mean they are telling a story right you know it feels like every every so often in like any Aaron Sorkin script or um, anything where it's a, especially if it's a playwright, you know what I mean? Somebody Mm -hmm. who's done both. You like, you always know where something's going when someone's like, well, do you, or do you not want to buy this or whatever, you know, are you going to, are you going to, are you going to fire him or not? And this, and like there's a pause and then the character's like, you know, an old man once it. I <laughs> you would, it's some sort of, yes. when I was 16, I, you know, when I was 16, I, uh, had my first job and you're like, Oh, okay, this is going to be <laughs> yeah. a long way around to an answer. Yeah, involving a yeah. monologue. Monologues still get written. Check. Yeah. But, but it's
1: exactly what you're saying. Like it's folded into a
0: context where yeah.
1: it doesn't feel like, and oh now, my.
0: Oh my, I had a little, de- maybe a little delivery. I had a oh. step in and a step out just long enough to ring the doorbell. Ugh. Oh, lovely. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it's it's folded into this context so that it's not at all coming out onto an empty stage, talking to no one, except, you know, I, hopefully you have someone in your imagination you're talking to right. and delivering this thing without the context of any story. And, like, yeah. you know, it's it really just feels so, like, unnatural and weird.
0: And the idea of, like... The, I mean, just the stuff that gets made fun of, of of sort of like, um, I'm just going to take a moment to get into character. And then like, you're supposed to yes. sort of get there. That feels pretentious. Oh. But I think that was a problem for me from very young. And I, it doesn't, I, it doesn't sound, to me, somebody who had the moxie uh, and the determination uh, and the passion to really pursue as soon as possible the sort of like scholastic professional um, approach. I felt, I think, somewhat embarrassed about being into theater and i don't mean that it's because i was laughed at for it right. but i think i've i've long sen- i've long had this sort of apologetic feeling about it and which i guess is mm-hmm. why the comedy community ended up being appealing is that like you can sort of be passionate about it but also it's okay to kind of make fun of yes. the sort of end scene of it all like the humorlessness. Of it. Um, and yeah. Taking yourself so seriously. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I, I think I was like, I think I felt embarrassed. Like knowing, I, even at auditions, I would be like, huh, like you, like, hmm. yeah, like I never wanted to take that moment. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I just wanted to be like, I, I, I don't need that. Let's get in. Let's get out. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I completely empathize with that. And, in the, the, I always felt apologetic When someone would say, so what are you going to school for? Or what are you, what do you want to be? It's like, there you go. I I
0: want to be an actress, but I, you know, but I'm a better person than you think I am for that. As if there's just an immediate, like clang, like a a, a fence that, you know, like a wall that comes down or a gate that comes down in someone's mind about you. Totally. Which I don't know if that's, even i mean i think like half the time maybe maybe and mm-hmm. then the other half people just think it's cool and no one understands why you're apologetic about it but i still do it certainly here right when you meet somebody and they have no idea who you are and you're and, and you have to be yeah. like Mwah. I like the character voices that come out of me when I have to say <laughs> I do acting. Like, i <laughs> mmm. <laughs> like, what is I'm that? an actor? <laughs> yeah, but, uh, <laughs> exactly. Um, okay, I got to get back to the trouble that you may or may not have gotten into when you oh. were at this uh, oh, boarding school yes. with teenagers. I
1: sadly, I, I found out about a lot of the trouble that my peers got into. Yeah. I was pretty straight laced, even at this very alternative, very artsy, very you know, um, uh, communesque uh-huh. <laughs> uh, boarding school. It, the facilities were state of the art. The tuition was very expensive, and um, so it it wasn't at all like just kids, you know, right? In the <laughs> like there was for sure like a uh, um a um it still felt like a boarding school right but it was in the it was in the middle of the woods and it was all of these like gathered together all these misfits from schools around the country and out of the country who had this passion and this talent for whatever art they were pursuing so you would declare a major you would have to audition for that major and that's how you would get in so i audition to be a theater major eventually was that, but there was music and that, that is the broader major, but then specifically you would major in whatever instrument you're playing Mm -hmm. or voice. And that would be operatic or jazz, you know, or visual arts or dance or creative writing. Now there's even more majors. I went back recently and there's a motion picture arts major. Now Mm -hmm. they've got like state of the art editing bays and Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. But, um, But yeah, so it it gathered together this group of very sensitive, very creative young people. And uh, we lived, the dorms were by gender. So like there were all female dorms and all male dorms. But um, I would say a a pretty big percentage of the male population and and probably the female population too identified as gay. Mm -hmm. So, Mm. So whatever rules they had, like yeah that's not no canoodling separating us is not really going to do the trick and it i mean and i would hear just the craziest stories about people doing (laughs) crazy things in their dorm rooms uh, you know in the woods next to a recital hall uh, doing drugs you know because the campus of interlocking is huge it was initially founded as a summer camp so just and thousands of campers come so it's the campus, the property Interlochen owns is giant. During the academy year, though, they close off all those cabins and the the campus feels much smaller and we're not technically allowed to sure. go off to the cabins um, that are in use during the summer. But crazy of things course, happen. Of kids course. smoke, kids do drugs. Um, my best friend's roommate... Used to just run naked in the woods, like she would. <laughs> she was her name was Sarah. Oh, I shouldn't give her a full name. Uh, shout out to Sarah. <laughs> hey, shout out to Sarah. Uh-huh. She would
0: uh, old naked Sarah.
1: Old naked Sarah. She would run around. She would like once she found a a deer skull or something, <laughs> and she brought it back. Like it was it was just such sure. an incredible crazy experience. But I, for one, I like made the best friends of my life there, but I didn't get it, get up to any, any shenanigans. Like I look, back did you feel
0: like, a, a pull, or did you feel, or I was it just not even? Happening. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel,
1: I feel so like out of the loop about uh. it. Cause I, I was like, when were you guys all? <laughs> pot? I, I would have been uh, open to it. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I just didn't, I didn't know it was happening. I, I was also like coming from such a small town and, uh, there, my cultural horizons were being expanded so mm-hmm. vastly and so quickly that I was r- sort of just in a position of just taking it in, sure, and, and wasn't even aware of how I could, you know, take the reins of my own experience. There, mm-hmm. I was just kind of
0: like going along. Really young, I mean, yeah. you know. Yeah. it's so hard to know like sort of well and so it, you didn't get into up to any trouble but did you have like boyfriends and sort of no. crushes that so you did yeah I had crushes even, yeah but oh and I had a crush on one of
1: my closest friends and he you know I I had such a crush on him and then he one day he came out to me and obviously that was like I was so so moved that he like trusted me and wanted to do that uh But that was sort of that experience of that high school was like, it's not uncommon for you to like have a crush on someone who's still figuring out their sexuality and if they're interested. Um, So yeah, I never, I never dated anybody. I never had any boyfriends there. I never, uh, yeah, it was sort of a chaste and innocent experience, Mm -hmm. even though I know all around me people were fucking
0: and you're uh-huh. in and doing all <laughs> kinds of crazy things. Um, I was just uh, like on the outside. <laughs> so yeah, were you uh, a voracious reader? Did you like disappearing into books in the same way you like watching movies and stuff? Yeah. And- I, I, it sort of fell
1: by the wayside it, when I was at interlock. I didn't read as much. I, I was introduced to musical soundtrack so I listened to Cabaret on repeat I just loved that musical I was sort of I would say that I was like I was sort of consuming in the same way that now I feel about books I I am a voracious reader and and movies I was consuming like the personalities and um experiences going on around me but I wasn't I wasn't able to focus on myself or, like, be Hmm. self-aware enough to take a a moment and read. Like, I was like, what are you guys doing? You know, I was so involved in, like, not missing out. I didn't want to miss out. Yeah.
0: And you experienced that, too, as a teenager. There was always, like, this sort of dual conversations going on of, Mm -hmm. like, is this is this really that important for me to be a part of? Would I rather be doing something else? And yeah. then just like casting that aside and being like, decide that later while you're doing the thing that, you know, yeah. you don't want to miss out on. Yeah. I think, um, uh, I had, a, the, oh, oh, uh, and so was uh, style wise? Did you, um, did you have like a, a, sort of like, this is how I dress. Would I look like or was it more utilitarian than that?
1: I was a true pioneer. And by that, I mean, I was a, I was a complete disaster as far as style. I had this superstition about my clothes, especially at Interlock and where everything was so new and I had no home base. like I knew no one there um, in the first few weeks. I had nothing to cling to to give me some stability. So I found whenever I would wear... We had to wear a uniform there, but it was pretty loose. It was a light blue collar of some sort in navy hmm. bottom. So you could do navy skirt and people would really, really like go edgy with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, my mom and I bought a whole bunch of light blue buttons up, button ups for me and and navy pants and stuff. No jeans. We weren't allowed to wear jeans. And um, But you can wear shirts on top of it and stuff. So I had some shirts, T-shirts, that I would wear on top of my light blue button up. Whenever I had a good day in that shirt, I'd be like it's because of the shirt. Oh, yeah. Whenever I would like get along with somebody or have a good, good experience, I'd be like it's because of the shirt. So I started wearing the same clothes over and over and over again. I started like smelling as a result of that. I, I it never got to the point where like people had to have an intervention with me, but I was, I really had an attachment to my clothes where it was like this is why people like Isn't me. That
0: interesting, yeah. So that sort of a, I mean in the way that people try to take the reins of something, you know what I mean? It's just Mm -hmm. interesting. Like the, the sort of things that we do to create like, um, ritual, right. Mm -hmm. To feel like there's a meaning to anything. Yes. Especially being so young. I mean, because like I was very, um, I mean, these guys know I was, I certainly was like all over the place as a young person and was doing a lot of things that my parents didn't know about or that my mom suspected. And Mm. my dad was like reluctant to believe. And I was somewhere in between of what she thought was happening and what he was like, that would never happen. But, um, (laughs) and they were divorced. So it's like, that was sort of a, you know. Who do you want to spend more time with? The parent yeah. that thinks you're up to nothing but great things all the time? Sure. <laughs> yeah. But um. But I think. But I had the. I could do that because I had such a foundational relationship to my dad, and I freaked out when I went to college. Like I sort of made it through towards the end. Towards the end of my freshman year, and then that's when I kind of had that like snap that a lot of people, emotional people have or smart people have, where mm-hmm. I kind of went crazy. Mm-hmm. And I think part of that was because I didn't have as much structure and I needed more than I realized. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. it's not to say, I mean, I didn't move back home and drop out of school or anything, but I think there's that that to be as young as you were to go away from home. I don't know what would happen to me. Cause I do think that it's appealing, but it's not like when you're actually there, you can have the experience where you're going, you are kind of out there going crazy, but also like, I'm sure part of that becomes like smoking pot because that's your way of Creating some sort of order yes. for yourself, even if that just means that the chaos you feel is like numbed or whatever, yes. you know?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's so true. And I can look back now and I look at teenagers now or young, young people and I'm like, oh, you do need that structure. Right. But
0: what, how do you... What is that and how do you... What is that yeah. is different? And yeah. if you try
1: to impose a structure, that always backfires. And yeah. how can you like help a young person find that? Um, so for me, it was stinky clothes perfect, <laughs>
0: perfect. did that just naturally kind of like become yeah. less important in a, in an untraceable way? kind yes, of?
1: Yeah. yeah, I would say though I carry and I wore crazy things on weekends. We could wear whatever we wanted, and I would wear like a Shakespeare vest that I uh-huh. bought at the costume sale and uh and, like these crazy golf pants, and like i my it was all over the place i would and I think I was like trying to be like. Establish even more of my personality with what I was wearing. But there were, I was surrounded by people who were doing it in such a cool, unique, expressive way. For me, it was totally like, Will you like me if I wear this? Like, it wasn't at all me expressing myself. It was yeah. just kind of like trying to validate my personality and trying to be appealing to other people. Um, and that carried through to college. I would say all the way up until the very end. And even when I moved out to LA a bit, and then I feel like only recently have I started being like, it's, uh, I don't love these clothes. I, I feel like I should wear these clothes or some, you know? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I think it's definitely evolved most recently, mm-hmm. but, but at the time, and I would say all the way through college and, you know, a little bit out here, it was,
0: like me, like yeah. me, because I'm different. Yeah, yeah. You know. I get that. I mean, I think that's. It'd be interesting to hear from other people who you thought of as doing it in a very comfortable way. Yeah. If maybe some of them were also sort of going, "Oh, did it come off that way? Good, because I was oh. really trying so hard. Yeah. And I didn't so... really know who I was, and you know, because it's hard to know from the from the yeah. outside. Um. Uh. Okay, I got to get into this mash game. Um. Oh, good. But I really, I, I, I. I I really appreciate your candor about the clothes thing cuz I just think there are a lot of people who can really relate to that and okay oh, it can be it th- that's the I just I it, I just have like a a flood of things I can think of that friends of mine did that were some in fact Paul, I think Paul F. Tompkins wore like the same sweater every day yeah. for a full year or something oh, that- like these these little people inside of us that are trying to sort of feel safe in some yes. way and don't, and have no sense of what's going to create that feeling. Yes. So you just sort of find your talisman or whatever it is that you're going to hold on to, you know, and if you don't, if you're not praying to a God or, you know, right, whatever, I think. And sometimes even if you are, um, that's, yeah, it's really, it's really, really interesting. It's so helpful to talk about it. Cause I don't, I don't like, I
1: like even articulating it with you and, and use, you know, confirming that with what you've heard from other people in your own experience it it's so helpful to understand what that was mm. because you can look back and be like i was nuts yeah i was just crazy you yeah. guys crazy
0: yeah. yeah
1: but but that's exactly what it was it was like yeah. really trying to create some sort of haven and safety and and touchstone for yourself and it that manifests in such different ways yeah yeah um.
0: I love little Mary Holland. Oh. No. Uh, I just wanted to go and give her a big hug and just spray a little essential oil I mean, on let's her. just get her you know? to wash the clothes. You know, you can wear the clothes. Yeah. Just wash them. Just em. wash them. <laughs> who likes washing clothes? Nobody. <laughs> no one does. Um, okay, I'm going to get into this mash game. I'm going to start with... Um, uh some categories that will be uh will come as no surprise to anyone who's listened to the podcast based on some of the stuff i have now found out about you okay. um on the podcast but uh so the first one would be three movies that you can enter into and those realities are in fact realities there you can hang out with the characters you're not in any really physical danger so if you want to be someplace that's kind of scary okay it's not like and then you die um but yeah And you can interact With the characters And it's just like A, a real place you can go I really um, overexplained explained that <laughs> No
1: no no That's Let great. me back up Okay You know what uh, a movie is I mean I, Yeah I Okay so. great. great 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 So Okay um, <laughs> I would say Middle Earth Right um, Or Lord of the Rings I guess would be the the.
0: Mm, I am might throw Middle Earth in here Yeah Middle Earth um,
1: uh, E.T. Great and uh oh let's see what's another one um i'm trying to i i really respond to like feelings of mm-hmm, movies like mm-hmm. the vibe of movies yep. so i'm trying to think like what what would of like those two are so different and then another one i think it would probably be something like like uh <laughs> this is such a dark movie but the green mile <laughs> okay or Shawshank Redemption. Uh-huh, I uh-huh. those are
0: kind of in the same Yep, 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 yep. I mean, The Green Mile. Mm. I don't know if I can see that movie more than once because I was really upset about it. Like, I just... Yeah. That was one of the first... It's funny because I, I feel like I was so weirdly insensitive to for being such a sensitive kid or maybe because of that and there's something cathartic about it. Like, I did enjoy violent movies or, like, mm-hmm. I did sort of, you know... We want to marry Hannibal Lecter, etc. I mean, I wanted to marry sure, the he's sexy. charisma of Anthony <laughs> Hopkins yeah. as a person who, and I just was talking about this uh, regarding the jinx with someone. People are like, it was so clear he was a psychopath. Why did we not, like, why would a jury not convict him as he's, like, blandly talking about chopping someone up? And <sighs> the only thing I can come up with is, like, I think we're fascinated with psychopathy because we all feel like it would be nice not to give a shit yeah. in a really, and that's a very dark version of it. But to just feel flat about it and to be like, listen, I put myself first every time. Uh, that's what's important. Um, I don't know. Like I can't feel any other way. Right. So just like, so matter of fact about it, when we've all been like torn to pieces by so many things in our lives, there has to be something. So maybe that's part of it is like the power, the attraction of the power of this, like, Person who just does, you know... But now, I can't really watch that movie because I find it extremely upsetting. It's so upsetting. You know what I mean?
1: Well, it, especially the... the circum- like, the, the crime that's happened and all... Like, that, that stuff I could do without. But there are... The Tom, Tom Hanks character in it, Bonnie... Hunt yeah. in that movie. Like I see them I and their home together, and yes. I'm like, "That's where I want to be. Yeah. That's exactly where I want
0: to be." And that, be. and and in the vibe of that world, yes. too, having like that the- anchor that feels so precious. That's oh, um, it's so really, simple. Yeah, and just just really uncomplicated, yeah. straight up love. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Okay, that makes great sense. Um, now, give me a place, just here in uh, the world, uh, mm-hmm. that you could have uh, like a vacation home.
1: Mm. Ooh, I've thought about this so much. I'm going to go with what I fantasize about the most. I would say in Vermont.
0: Okay. I do need two more, mind you. Oh, two more. Okay. Montana. Great.
1: And uh, somewhere in the Pacific Northwest. I, mean, I am right there with you. Really? All just
0: across the top of the country. Yeah. Love I, yeah, it. Yeah, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. Yeah, I...
1: I, th- I wonder if it's because those are much more foresty remote and I love woodsy. the woods and remote, remote woodsy. And woodsy.
0: Totally. Yep. Me too. Totally. Okay. So how about, yeah, I'll just put Pacific Northwest. Great. Um, and then uh, next is uh, let's do book. Let's do uh, three books that you can dive into and just get that, the vibe of whatever that book is. Mm.
1: Oh, mm. oh boy. Let's see. Let's see. And it can um, be like, you know, a storybook
0: from childhood. that doesn't have to be anything oh, okay. it can be simple. It doesn't be, have to be a novel. doesn't have to be a novel. does not have to be a classic. If you say The Da Vinci Code, I might kick you out. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I just really... I love puzzles, okay? And that's where I feel the
1: most at home. <laughs> I mean, I do love a puzzle, but not that puzzle. <laughs> uh, let's see. I... Hmm... I I mean this is a very cliche answer, but I this book had a really profound effect on me when I first read it, and I think about it all the time, and it sort of encompasses that s- sweet small southern town like mm. childhood, mm-hmm. and that's uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. Oh, sure,
0: sure, sure, sure. Um, there's a reason that that is a classic. I'll I mean, it's that right true Mm, 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 mm. Mm, 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 mm. mm, mm, mm. to get to feel so immediately protective of several characters in a book yes like just so quickly yeah what a remarkable achievement Uh, i love it i love it okay good luck topping to kill a mockingbird yeah well good luck good luck to me (laughs) Ooh, cool Poster. oh thanks i saw that at, i'm sorry to <laughs> no no I, yeah uh mary just noticed that i have a very large um matterhorn bobsled poster that is uh, can be seen also at, at disneyland it's, it's like, like vintage. vintage it's beautiful but yeah those colors really um th- do oh, a lot I for me Like that, that color combination is very pleasing it's sort of bright yes. white mostly white but then you've got like some darker blue and some orange and yellow powder blue very and very gray. satisfying it's very pleasing i thank you um
1: I would say, I don't know if you're a graphic novel fan, mm-hmm. but the Sandman series. Oh, sure, sure. Would, great, um, great, great. I can really lose myself in that
0: Absolutely. whole world. Absolutely.
1: And uh, and then, hmm I, w- I feel like, I mean, look, it's, it's known, it's out
0: there. Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, it, no, no, that no. Whole world, Again, it, there's a reason yeah but i i feel like i should apologize (laughs) you don't need to you just don't need to i just had a conversation with someone where i am deeply troubled that i have not been to harry potter land in florida and i don't know if part of it is like i i know it can't possibly really be like that and i don't want it to be close yeah or really far (laughs) away from what you want you know like if you can't actually get there from like a fireplace <laughs> i don't know if it's you know but but at the same time i feel like well why haven't i gone still though come on i mean i know it's just a movie it would be fun to sort of experience yeah. like just
1: as a weird cyclical conversation I, about stuff like that i so get it because because even though you can totally rationally know obviously this is a fiction yeah but if you're gonna go out there and build the world yeah if it is at all yeah watch out see the the guy behind the curtain, then I'm,
0: yeah, I'm going to, I know that's a tremendous (laughs) amount of pressure, but I really am super into that sort of world building of how, how precise can you be and how, much mm-hmm. can you just like let a person be completely transported because yeah. you know so many of us want that experience absolutely um okay let me uh get uh for some sexy alternate uh universe times uh mm-hmm. a gentleman or lady that um or three um that uh you would want to have like a one night stand with or uh be in a relationship with you're married to in this alternate uh, dimension or again just somebody that you sort of keep around okay casually have sex with oh, great. um this is great. Uh, and it can be a character too it have to be like Tom Cruise. Okay. Oh, I like this.
1: Um Connie Britton. Great. God, she's. <laughs> oh, I mean, I didn't realize. There's no friends. hesitation on that. Um, she's she's a goddess. Uh I would say. I mean, probably because this was my first real visceral crush, and I cried when I realized that he was a fictional character, mm-hmm. and I would never meet or fall in love with him. Um, Atticus Finch. Yeah, and uh, this is, you know, the word on the street is this new book that Harper Lee has out yeah. is that he's not the the hero we all mm. thought he was. So I'm going to prep like
0: our Atticus Finch, like our, the, the, the the one, the one from we the know. first one. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, so in love with him, and then uh, and then. Mm, let's see who else. I mean, there's so many people.
0: I, know. I mean, there's so many people I want to fuck. <laughs> and it's so hard. It to. trouble. It troubles me and saddens me that you're asking me to make a decision when <laughs> I can only pick three. It's free. Really hard. I know.
1: Ooh, baby. I would probably say just because I had such a vicious crush on him mm-hmm, as a mm-hmm. child uh macaulay culkin
0: great because you gotta see what that's about great <laughs> great 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 i feel like i wanted to be him more yeah. than i wanted to more than like i wanted i was so obsessed with like why his lips were so red and perfect oh it was it, like it was hard to pay attention to what was going on in the scene i was staring at him so, so hard yeah he i was, mean yeah well well there you have it well I'll never have those lips because <laughs> I don't believe in getting injections. Uh, okay. Then, uh, next category is, uh, three, uh, foods or drink, um, that you can have in perpetuity at the snap of a finger, uh, fingers. I think it takes two fingers to snap. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can have a peer before you and you can eat it in perpetuity as much as you want without any negative ramifications. Oh my God. French fries. Great. Hands down. I would say
1: salmon sushi. Great. And then, uh,
0: champagne. Great. Yeah. I don't have a, I can't, as, as much as I enjoy champagne, I just can't, I like. I, I have, um, I am one of those people that's like immediate headache followed oh, by immediate yeah. fatigue. Yeah. Boo. I think I have trained it out of myself, which, which is wonderful. Disturbing. More disturbing. <laughs> um, and then last category is going to be, um, oh, I wanted to use a new I did have a new category and my problem is that I'm afraid that I didn't print it out close enough by, Oh, let me just see. Uh, here's one. Okay. Here's one from Nick. I'm just going to, this is a, this is a, And Nick. Uh, I, you, I adore you. Um, but I, I, it is a, it's a, it's a complicated, um, kind of a meta question, but okay. I'm going to use it and see, um, I have a feeling that you can come up with something. Um, he, he calls it the yes, they finally get it question. You have the ability to make the world finally, quote, get it. End quote And appreciate three things That are your unsung heroes Any album you listen to And thought Why isn't this Everyone's favorite album mm. uh, Go to bat for a movie That no one will give The time of day A podcast recommendation That you're like Well why don't people just You know Why doesn't everybody love this um, Three mm. things That that sort of People come, come around to And go Oh that person is a genius Or whatever
1: mm. And do they have to be Artistic Like no. media I say no Okay uh, My first uh, Answer would be Movie soundtracks,
0: Mm. like,
1: but but not like soundtracks that are compilations of songs, right? uh, From other artists, but like composers, movie soundtrack composers. Love that Howard Shore. We're talking, obviously, John Williams is is very well known. He's done just fine for himself. Danny Elfman. Yeah, I could, I could. I mean, I, he truly creates a world with his music and, and uh, it's-
0: completely agree. And I'm going to go ahead and say, uh, that thank you, Nick and Mary for thinking of this, uh, in tandem because Mark Isham or Isham, mm-hmm. I can't, I'm, it's I S H A M, uh, has done some of my favorite soundtracks and it's like, I'm not paying attention when the credits are, when the opening credits are listing him and I'll inevitably be like, God, this is gorgeous. Who is this? And it'll, it'll be him. And he's not as well known, but he's like prolific enough. Um, that uh and it's all very different it's not just like with john williams you can sort of go this sounds like a john williams yeah, or even Danny and, Philip Elfman, Glass. and there's nothing wrong with yeah. that to develop that for um, sure. you know trademark stamp uh but he's sort of the opposite in that i'm always surprised like well oh, this cool. time i wouldn't have thought it was him because it's all trumpet or this time oh, cool um oh, and look him uh, up. he did and some of it's like sort of synthesized but he did Uh, He has this album called, um, you know what? I think it's just three films. Uh, He did the soundtrack to this movie with um, Diane Keaton and Warren Beatty, I think. Definitely Diane Keaton. I might be confusing with Reds. Uh, But definitely Diane Keaton. It's called Mrs. Soful. It takes place in a snowy climb. Mm. And then uh, The Life and Times of Harvey Milk, which is Mm. the documentary that preceded the movie Milk. And then Never Cry Wolf, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. And they all have this very crisp Fall to midwinter, snowy, like quiet, introverty sort of feeling. Yeah. And I have grown up listening to that album mm-hmm. of those three shorter soundtracks. Um, and it's like my favorite music in the world. And I've never talked about it before. Oh so thank gosh. you for bringing up Mark ISHAM. Oh, man. Who I've never bothered to find up. out how to. Pronounce his name. You'll be surprised. You'll be like, "Oh that! Oh that! Oh yeah. that movie! Interesting. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, Great. Uh, okay, I love it. Music, music, soundtrack composers, wonderful. Uh, two more. Two
1: more. Um, and here's. And I'm saying this because I had this experience last night. Look, I love snow crab legs. Uh-huh. Okay, <laughs> and and I feel like they they it 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 is like people like them, mm-hmm. but I don't think people understand just how amazing they are and last night i could not find any grocery store seafood Mm -hmm. market anything Hmm. that not only didn't yeah i mean they didn't carry snow crab legs any of these places i called they didn't know what i was talking about when i said snow crab legs it could be that they weren't understanding me over the phone but
0: Even but, like whole like a Whole Foods Where yeah. I always feel like I see Maybe I'm just seeing Regular crab legs They
1: were I mean it could be They're out of season But right. I was Last night I was like How are people not Demanding this year <laughs> round I don't care if it's Out of season I was I was livid. Yeah.
0: yeah Good for you Thank Sticking you Sticking up for the rights Of eating snow crab legs <laughs> So snow crab legs I only very recently uh, Had like a mental freak out That I talked about On the podcast And someone has since uh, It's inspired someone To send me like a Recommendation for a great book But I was I, I like Lost my mind trying to understand where along our evolution we figured out that we could eat cooked crab legs. I know because it's such a specific creature to go like maybe that's edible. Right, like I, you would look at that and go, uh, no, 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 I can't yeah, do that. Like a the pinchers spider. and it's a spider, and the and then to eat it raw before you have fire, that's just goo that you can't eat. So yes. to get that seems so specific that you are like. What if I boiled this? Yeah. And I know that's true for almost everything. It is. But it's still that one just stuck with me, and I was <laughs> yeah. like I'm un- uncomfortable with not understanding how that development took place in, yeah. in humanity. But
1: they also had time back then where it was like Just try
0: everything. I mean, try yeah, everything. Yeah, they're not
1: doing anything. Yeah. They're just looking to eat and sleep stay and alive. Stay sure. alive. So it it's Makes like sense. it does feel like you would try such crazy things. No,
0: you're right. Um, You're right. We figured it out. Okay, Snow Crab likes great. And great. then the final one.
1: And then a final one. Um, let's see. I would say it Um, look, I might be the only one who believes this, but I've had this conversation recently.
0: Armageddon is a
1: great movie.
0: Okay, all right, great. Great, great, great. That's what this category I'll is stand for. By it Great. I, I really great. love that movie. Great. I think in the in the world of like that sort of Michael Bay type movie, um, Something that is that unapologetically exactly what it is sometimes is appealing. It's so nice. And
1: it it really, it moves me so much and it makes me laugh and it has its own like very specific energy and atmosphere Mm -hmm. that I feel like I don't really necessarily get from all those big blockbusters, but Mm -hmm. that one I was like... Oh, I, it has a look. It has mm-hmm. like a point of view and an angle and I love it. I got to watch it again. Oh, girl. Because be I think what people <laughs>
0: walked away from was just the video that involved Liv Tyler right. and that's her father, Steven Tyler, was saying. Right. Um, somehow that's what pops into people's minds and maybe not the movie itself. I'm excited to get back right into it. I don't mind. I don't mind. I don't care and I don't mind. Good. Uh, tell me when to stop. Stop. Okay. Uh, I'm going to pause this. Okay. Uh, I'm going to do some calculating. Okay. Uh, uh, We'll come back with your 100% guaranteed perfect fictional mash future. What a wonderful, wonderful future awaits you. Oh, boy. I'm going to try to spin this into a story because someone told me recently that they especially liked it when I tried to make all of these things come together in some (laughs) sort of way that makes sense, (laughs) even though I. Good luck with this one, Janet. Good luck. (laughs) First of all, (laughs) All right. Picture this: <laughs> you're in your apartment in Montana. <laughs> I mean, maybe you're just somewhere near Jackson Hole or something. Sure. Where's an apartment in Montana? Uh, yeah, I
1: feel like Jackson Hole, uh, in Montana. Uh, like Big Sky or, you know, something like that. There's uh, ski resorts around there. Sure. Uh, Good point. Okay.
0: So that's your vacation home is you've got this beautiful apartment, uh, mash apartment shack house. I can't decide it. I can't decide it. Uh, (laughs) up your apartment in Montana, um, where you are, uh, able to enjoy, uh, just copious amounts of salmon sushi
1: oh, as much yeah. as often
0: as you like. Um, you are able to disappear when you need to. Things get a little chilly. You need to warm up in a snuggly uh, closet full of stuffed animals. Uh, you can disappear right into the world of ET. Oh my god And just be in that space That's great A lot of love in that movie A lot of love in that movie Mm -hmm. Um, Or if you're You're feeling a little stifled By uh, Hanging out with E.T. You're like Oh he's so needy Oh god How much more salmon sushi Can I give him He moved on from Reese's Pieces (laughs) Shout out to Reese's Pieces Uh, (laughs) And uh, And you just want to get into uh, An even more Kind of complicated world Mm -hmm. Rest assured You can go From the fiction uh, Of E.T. Into to the uh, very interesting world of the Sandman. Oh, series,
1: yeah.
0: Which this is, is quite fascinating. <laughs> um, and then when you kind of come up for air uh, to uh, <laughs> reconvene with your handsome partner, Macaulay Calkin. Oh, my God. His <laughs> extraordinarily red lips. You and he can sit smugly in your apartment <laughs> in Montana. With the full knowledge that, like you, everyone loves the movie Armageddon. Ugh. There's probably an Armageddon day. Ugh. That would be my guess. This is, I mean, what a future! What a future. Th- that looks bright and beautiful it's to me a sparkly <laughs> bright beautiful salmon-filled future um i want to thank you so much for doing the thank podcast. you for having me uh i want to uh, invite people to follow you on twitter oh, or yes. any other thing that you would like to tell people about you uh, are on blunt talk it's a wonderful show yes i'm on blunt talk on stars
1: so uh you can check that out. And then I'm in a a movie that will be coming out in the summer called Mike Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates. And then I'm on Twitter at M Holland eighty five and on Instagram at Mary Hollandays Like the Sauce.
0: Mary Hollandays Like the Sauce, M Holland Eighty Five. That's right. Like the Person whose name is Mary Holland. Yes. With the number 85 at the end. Great, 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 great. Yeah, exactly. Sure. We all know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, (laughs) uh, Guys, uh, I hope you had a wonderful time listening to this podcast episode. I certainly will talk to you next time on the podcast. As always, the JV Club theme song is Back Before We Were Brittle by the amazing Say Hi.